So I guess if this thing comes up short, he can field it and run it out. All right, here we go. 56 yarder. It's got, no, does not have the leg. And Chris Davis takes it in the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Welcome to Prime Sports at KMIH 88.9 Bridge. I'm Jack Varney, and with me are Chris Guyvin and Garrett Rogan. We will be talking about college football and the NFL with our predictions for this week's matchups and our early season favorites. First, we wanted to start off with this just announced that two-time Pro Bowler Carlos Dunlap was traded to the Seattle Seahawks in exchange for backup O-lineman B.J. Finney and a seventh-round pick. For the Seahawks, this will work up well because their weakest link is their defensive line, adding a veteran in Carlos Dunlap, who knows what he's doing, will really help. And he fits our salary cap, getting around $13.5 million a year, which leaves us an extra million or so to spend. But next year, we'll have to re-sign K.J. Wright or work out a contract with him because he will be our biggest free agent available next season. I like it for the Bengals, too, because their O-line is terrible. Yeah, B.J. Finney will – he didn't have much use on the Seahawks, but I feel like he will get a lot more playing time with the Bengals and help improve their line for Joe Burrow. Yeah. Okay, so more news with the NFL this week. The Ravens have signed – Two, or three-time Pro Bowler, Des Bryant, to their practice squad. So it's unknown if he's actually going to play in their games. He's just signed to the practice squad as of now, basically coming out of retirement. And Antonio Brown, his suspended has been lifted, and they reached a, he has reached a deal with the Bucks. Um, he's getting slightly over the minimum wage on the one-year deal. And it's looking good for the Bucks. They got three good receivers and Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and now Antonio Brown. With Tom Brady, that offense is looking really good. So, big moves this week. Yeah. Better for the Buccaneers. Gronk starting to perform. Their pieces are starting to fall together. I think they could start to be a big force sooner than later. Um, All right. Yeah. So, now we're going to shift to college football, and we have – Sort of five games, the five best games and most impactful that happened over the weekend. And we're going to start with um, Indiana-Penn State. This game was crazy, and it sort of is great that the Big Ten is back with crucial games like this and also game day in Minnesota-Michigan, which didn't end up being very good. But so for quick stats – for Penn State, Sean Clifford was 24 for 35. I'm passing for 238 yards, three touchdowns, and two picks. He played pretty decent. He also ran the ball for – it was pretty insane in his rushing stats. He had 17 carries for 198 yards and a touchdown with a long of 35 yards. And the running back that made most of the headlines in this game, Devin Ford, had 20 carries for 69 yards and a touchdown. He, like Todd Gurley for the Falcons, Falcons accidentally scored a touchdown, which ended up letting the Hoosiers win the game 36-35. Um, for receiving, Jahan Dotson had four catches, 94 yards, and a touchdown. And Pat Freermuth 
if that's how you pronounce it, had seven receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. Um, for Indiana, Michael Penix Jr., who balled out um, over the weekend, was 19 for 36 on passing, 170 yards, touchdown, and a pick. Um, for rushing, Stevie Scott had 20 carries for 57 yards and two touchdowns. And their leading receiver, Miles Marshall, had four catches for 46 yards. Um, Michael Penix also had the game-winning touchdown in overtime. Um, this game was crazy. Obviously, Devin Ford had the accidental touchdown, which led Michael Penix to drive all the way down the field and score with 22 seconds left and then get the two-point conversion on another rushing touchdown. And then as we went into overtime, Indiana tied it up in the double overtime, and they decided to go for two. And one of the most controversial plays we've seen this season was Michael Penix dove for the pie line on the sideline from about the four-yard line. Former long jumper made it, barely touched the pie line as he went out of bounds. It was incredible. And the Hoosiers upset Penn State in a very good game. Yeah. Uh, I know a lot of people, I mean, almost everyone expected Penn State to win yeah. that by Breeze, and Indiana showed up. Starting off Penn, strong for them. Penn State's but. defense looked pretty – their defensive line looked pretty good, which is one thing uh, that's good for them. Moving over to last week's most hated team, North Carolina. The the Tar Heels put on a, a sh- offensive show doing what they needed to do against the 23rd-ranked North Carolina State. Uh, the Wolfpack's defense, which just wasn't enough for uh, Sam Howell and the North Carolina running backs with a with – Two more 100 rushing yard games in Javante Williams, who had 19 carries for 160 yards and three touchdowns, while Michael Carter had 17 carries for 106 yards and a touchdown. Uh, UNC outscored them every single quarter, just putting it straight to the throats. Didn't really have uh, much going. North Carolina State didn't really have much going for them. They uh, had a dual quarterback situation. Daly Hawkman, Bailey Hawkman, 215 yards and a touchdown and interception. And uh, then Ben Finley came in with only 143 yards, a touchdown, but two interceptions. And rushing game for NC State wasn't really going anywhere. Spread the ball with receiving. Uh, Amika Amizi, four receptions, 84 yards and a touchdown. Uh, to sum it up, North Carolina did what they needed to do to remain a top 25 team uh, still don't like them very much. Don't think there's a ton of upside with this team while they are good. I don't think they're top 10 worthy or much close to it. I agree. All right. Moving on to number two, Alabama versus unranked Tennessee, Alabama rolled over them 48 to 17. Oh. Mac Jones, 25 for 31, 387 yards in the game. They're running back Najee Harris, Career year, 20 carries, 96 yards, and three more touchdowns. He's on pace to score 28 touchdowns this season in only 10 games. Pretty crazy. Alabama just smacked them. Tennessee couldn't really get anything going. They only had 300 yards of offense. Couldn't stop the tide with nearly 600 yards. Tennessee just wasn't doing much. They they punted the ball six times. They fumbled. They had eight penalties. Just wasn't a good game for them. The tide's looking like a top 
top two team in the country easily. Um, we'll see how they're doing. Mac Jones, another Heisman candidate game. Even without the touchdowns, he still threw for nearly 400 yards. It was a great day by him. Um, they had some great receiver, great receivers this game. You know, Devonta Smith came out, played well. John Mechie did well. Jalen Waddle got hurt, which sucks for the Tide, but they still got some amazing receivers. John Mechie, seven receptions, 151 yards. So, great game of the Tide. Yeah. Jalen Waddle had to get taken out by an ambulance later in the game, and he fractures ankles out for the year. So, that sucks for not only Alabama, for everybody else, because he's one of the best in the nation. So – now we got Iowa State versus Oklahoma State, which was a huge game for both teams, Oklahoma State, to prove that they could be in the playoff. For Iowa State, Brock Purdy was 19 for 34, 162 yards, a touchdown and a pick. Running back Breesey Hall had 20 carries for 185 yards and a touchdown with a long run of 70 yards. And Xavier Hutchinson, leading receiver, had eight catches for 68 yards and a touchdown. And for Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders is back after being injured week one, which is huge for them, and it showed. Spencer Sanders went 20 for 29, 235 yards, a touchdown, and two picks. And Chuba Hubbard, one of the best running backs in the nation, 25 for 25 carries for 139 yards and a touchdown. And Spencer Sanders... The dual threat QB also ran for 15 carries, 71 yards, and a touchdown. Um, the final set we got is wide receiver Talon Wallace, a Blitnikoff candidate, had five catches for 76 yards, but no touchdowns. This game was favored throughout the whole entire game for Oklahoma State. Chuba was basically maintaining the lead for Oklahoma State the whole entire game because they were controlling the ball, running the clock down. Iowa State almost came back late in the fourth as they made it 21-24, which ended up being the final score, Oklahoma State winning. But they could not get the onside kick. So now, it, I mean, it looks like Oklahoma State is easily the best team in the Big 12 and should be a playoff contender. Garrett's preseason favorites. I know you have a lot riding on them, Garrett. Yeah. All right, another ranked matchup that we have, Michigan versus Minnesota. Michigan, always a hyped-up team every year, seeing if they live up to expectations. But their quarterback, Joe Milton, came out and performed. 225 yards passing, 52 rushing. He got a touchdown on each of them. Great game by the quarterback. He's 6'5", 245, by the way. Big guy. He could be good. He could be Mm -hmm. real good. I mean, it's early. Michigan, Minnesota, I still – I like Minnesota. I feel like they're a team that people don't always expect to, like, give up a fight, but they do good. They – it's week one, not great. Their offense wasn't in, as, as in sync as they, they could have been. Uh, Muhammad Ibrahim for Minnesota, 26 carries, 140 yards and two touchdowns. Great game out of him. That's what they want to see out of their running backs. Um, Because I know recently they haven't had an incredible running game, but I know they're improving. I think Minnesota is going to be a team to watch out for later in the season. But as of right now, how it looks, Michigan just was too much to start off the season for them. Yeah, Rashad Bateman also, after holding out, he's back. 
for Minnesota. Nine catches, 101 yards with mm-hmm. a long catch of 38 yards. He did pretty well. And my guy, A.J. Henning, freshman, got that one catch for 14 yards. He's starting to get in their offense, which is pretty cool. But, yeah, Michigan sort of manhandled them the whole entire game. I mean, ever since they got the pick six early in the first quarter, it was it was pretty much over. Alrighty. Before we end off with college football, some terrible news for Wisconsin after an insane Uh. week one. They finally have a quarterback in Graham Mertz, but he has tested positive for COVID. And after throwing for only had one incompletion, I believe five touchdowns, he is out for at least 21 days, I think. So that's, that's terrible. Huge loss for Wisconsin. Yeesh, over down at Wisconsin, it's it's crazy. COVID is rising rapidly down there. Mm-hmm. It's nerve-wracking. All right, so next week in college football, we got we got some good matchups, one in particular that we'll get to, but Boston College, Clemson. Clemson should easily win that game. And then we got Georgia-Kentucky, which I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. That could be good. Hey, don't sleep on Kentucky. Uh-huh. Memphis-Cincinnati, which will be a pretty good game. But Cincinnati is after they destroyed SMU. They look very good. Um, Michigan State-Michigan rivalry, but I don't – Michigan State just looks terrible. Michigan State was terrible against Rutgers. Yeah. Uh-uh. Kansas State-West Virginia, another Big 12 matchup. We look to see Kansas State win that game. Coastal Carolina, ranked opponent now, 20th in the nation. Against Georgia State, Iowa State against Kansas. Kansas is own five. Terrible. Mm-mm, Notre Dame versus Georgia like Tech. Notre Dame is now ranked fourth. They should win that game by a lot. Texas, Oklahoma State. Um, Oklahoma State. This this might be a tough game for them since it's always close, but I think they'll pull out with it. Boise State, Air Force, Mississippi State, Alabama, Arkansas, Texas A and M, and then we got the biggest matchup of the year. Maybe besides Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State versus Penn State. Mm-hmm. I mean, Justin Penn Fields. Lost. Justin uh, Fields looking good. Yeah. I got Ohio State all day. Ohio yeah, State's gonna smack them, I think. Yeah. They just have too many weapons. I mean, <laughs> if if COVID wasn't around, this would have been a whiteout. But it's, that's very unfortunate. Uh, alrighty. Um, moving into the NFL. Looking at some week seven, I mean, not much to say there. New York, Philadelphia. Philadelphia came in with that one, on, came in with W after a close one. Uh, Detroit, Atlanta. Detroit, Detroit took the dub. Atlanta, not looking good, you know. Fired coaches, fired GM, trying to start fresh. But with a veteran quarterback, they need a – I think they might need to make a change with Matt Ryan if they want to rebuild. Uh. Pittsburgh, Tennessee, great game. game. Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. showing that they're the last undefeated team, starting yeah. to prove they're the real deal. Deontay Johnson's back. Just yes, sir. Steven Goskowski missed another yeah. field goal oh, this year to lose the game. you got to cut him. So many field goals yeah, this he's year. not looking good. Uh, Carolina, New Orleans. New Orleans came away with that one. I thought Carolina was going to take it. Uh, Drew Brees just got it done. Uh, Buffalo, New York. I don't even want to talk about that game. Just embarrassing for Buffalo. Couldn't even have a touchdown against New York's defense. Yeah. 
Uh, eighteen to ten. Dallas, Washington. Dallas, man. Without Prescott, Thanks. they are a broken record. Yeah, I mean Chase Young is back for Washington, and their defense looked great. Chase Young is incredible. Uh, Green Bay, Houston. Green Bay showing why they're a top team. Aaron Rodgers having a great game, doing his thing. Uh, Jamal Williams had a surprisingly good game for Green Bay. All around, yards receiving. Uh, Devontae, another yep. phenomenal night. What, not much we expect there. Uh, Tampa Bay, Vegas. Ta- Vegas has some 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 heat running around them. They think they think they're all this and all that, looking pretty good. But Tampa Bay just does their job. Forty-five twenty, Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, three hundred sixty-nine yards. Gronk again. Gronk, baby. Uh, Kansas City, Denver. We all expected Kansas City. Kansas City came out, put on a show, 43-16. Now, this is the game I was, I was, I was confused about this one. San Francisco, New England. Cam Newton is just, oh. Yeah. 90, I think it was 97 yards and three picks. <laughs> all righty. Uh, moving on. Jacksonville, Los Angeles. Chargers took it. The 39 Herbert. Herbert gets his first win. First win as a starter for yeah. Justin Herbert. Great game. Like, there's something about it was like five first QB rookie QB in NFL history to get five straight 300 yard passes. Yeah, I think he's I think he's tied with Patrick Mahomes or in another QB. It seemed like mm-hmm. something like that, but I think it's 250 yards consecutively. Yeah. And uh, Monday night's game, Seattle Arizona. Hate to see Sunday. Seattle lose in a game where they easily could have won. Uh, they played two range. passive in the their last drive. They ran the ball on, I think it was like third and two. I, I don't know why you wouldn't get the first try and get the first down. Uh, Arizona was looking good. Kyler Murray looking great. Their wide receivers, Christian Kirk, DeAndre Hopkins, Kenyon Drake. Mm. He got injured, right? He, he tore – he's had a slight tear in one of his ankle tendons, which means – they're treating it like a high ankle sprain. So, like week by week, two weeks. Nah, he's it's multiple weeks. So I think three to four, probably four. Yeah. And to end off week seven, Garrett's favorite team, Chicago Bears versus the Los Angeles Rams. NFC West, too much. Best division in the best division, baby. Chicago Bears, their offense the was so bad. Chicago, it's amazing to me how they're winning with a, with quarterbacks with Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky because I think they would be a really good team if they had a quarterback who could help lead their offense. Yeah, the defense, the defense still had a touchdown. They were playing very good, but thing is, they're on the field. Like mm-hmm. Chicago usually gets like at least like two three and outs like a quarter it's terrible so the defense is on the field more and then they get tired and then they let up more points now but not as valuable and it's it's terrible I mean the it wasn't just Nick Foles Nick Foles wasn't playing that bad it was the play calling I mean we handed the ball off to Cordell Patterson like 20 uh, that's an exaggeration but we handed off a lot we also handed to him on fourth and one like he's a skill player why wouldn't David Montgomery our draft pick be in there who's like a bulldozer uh, moving on, I'm going to tell you guys the games for next week for the NFL, and you, I want you guys to tell me who you think is going to win. Just rapid fire going quick. Ready? Atlanta, Carolina. Carolina. I got Carolina here. Yeah. It's late. New England, Buffalo. Buffalo. Oh, yeah. yeah Tennessee, Buffalo. Cincinnati. 
Tennessee. Hey, I think this could be a good one. Burrow. Yeah, if, if Mixon is back. Tyler Boyd and A.J. Green are starting to look good for them. I feel yeah, like they – Not any defense. True. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Las Vegas versus Cleveland. Vegas. Yeah, yeah I got the Raiders. I don't I think – gone. Uh, how do you guys feel about the production of Jarvis Landry now with OBJ gone? You think that will improve? Yeah, a little, I, bit. I, a little bit, but I, they're using a lot. Like, Rashard Higgins and Donovan Peoples-Jones got plenty of yeah, touches. Yeah, yeah. All righty. Um, Indianapolis, Detroit. Yeah, Indy. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor is going to step up. Yeah. Hopefully, Minnesota, yeah. Green Bay. That... Minnesota. I mean, Green Bay, sorry. Yeah, is there a blowout or a super close game? No. Yeah. Either way, down. Green Bay's winning. Uh, all right. The Jets versus Kansas City. Let's just skip that one. Yeah. Nothing needs to be said. Uh, Miami versus the Rams. I got, I got the Rams. Yeah, I got the Rams, but Miami's on and off. They I think it's close. Yeah. I think it will be a, a decent game. Uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Oh, yeah, I, this like is a I got Steelers. I don't, it's not primetime, which is annoying, but I think – I don't know. I think the Ravens will get it because Lamar coming Lamar, off a bye week, so they have a I think the Steelers' run D is going to shut Lamar down. I don't know, but I don't know I, it'll be a good game. Shut him down, but – yeah. I think they the Ravens will need a good game out of Mark Andrews and Marquise Brown. Yeah, they need a good passing game. Uh-huh. And who else they have? Willie Sneed? Yeah, right. And Des Bryant, but oh, he's probably not going to play. Um. All right, Chargers versus the Broncos. I got Chargers. I want Herbert, baby. Mm-hmm. Herbert, I want him to do well. Uh, oh, New Orleans, yeah. Chicago. Chicago. Yeah, well, it's yeah. – it's in Soldier Field, and, I mean, obviously home field isn't that much of an advantage this year, but I think if the Bears lock down, the Saints still win. But it'll be really close. Uh, San Francisco, Seattle? I got Hawks. I got Hawks, Seattle. too. Uh, Niners are injury-ridden this season. Mostert's out again. Hate to yeah. see it. Their defensive line, not looking horrible, but losing two key players still. Yeah. So, uh I think next year they will be better, a lot better. But this year is just tough for them. Do you think you can blame their training staff for all the injuries they're getting or something? No. I think yeah. I think it's just. I don't. I don't think they're the reason. I think wasn't there something about the turf when Bosa and Solomon Thomas got injured? Yeah, that that was MetLife because Saquon also, or no, that was in Soldier Field. But yeah, people. And then uh, Dallas, Philadelphia, Philly. Dallas. Got the, yeah, Eagles. yeah, Eagles. Monday night, we got Tampa, New York. Tampa, easy. Yeah, the Buccaneers are – that's not even close. All right, let's, let's run through our – who do we think our offensive rookie of the year is? I got, I got Herbert with another 347-yard game, three touchdowns. He also had another touchdown on the ground with 66 yards. Herbert's looking good. Yeah, I got – I probably I, – last week I had Joe Burrow, but after last week, I mean, Justin Herbert made it clear he's ready. Yeah, I, I agree. I like Herbert. I, Herbert's my favorite, but I still got my sleeper in James Robinson. Undrafted out of Jacksonville, you never know. But how it's looking right now, Herbert is just – he's on fire. So Yeah, he had a – James Robinson had a very good game. Mm-hmm. And right. now his defense. 
Um, my top two, I'm going with Chase Young and Patrick Queen. Chase Young came back, looked amazing for Washington. Just great player. It's hard to stop him. So, yeah. Yeah, same. I got – after last week, since Chase Young is already back, he's – I think he's got it in the bag because he can put up better stats that are more like – that catch your eye more than Patrick Queen, which is huge in winning the rookie yeah. of the year. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Chase Young is just huge. He reminds me of uh, Davion Clowney coming into the league for the Texans. Uh, yeah. He just makes an immediate impact. And All right. He's good. So now that we're at week eight, and that's pretty much halfway through the season, let's – what do you, who you guys got as your main front-running MVP candidate right now? Russell Wilson, baby. Yeah, I still got Russ. 388 yards, three touchdowns. Although he had those three interceptions, he's still easily my MVP candidate. He has almost 2,000 passing yards. He's got 22 touchdowns. He's just it's looking great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, last game he had three picks, but I don't think – there's not many players. If Dak wasn't hurt, he'd be up there. But, I mean, I think Josh Allen had a bad week. He plummeted. Um, I mean, Tom Brady played exceptional. So, if he gets things going, I think since, I mean, he's Tom Brady, he has a chance. But I think it's still Russell Wilson. It's not – he deserves MVP after being in this race every single year. Alrighty. Um, so now thanks for listening. We're wrapping up. Alrighty. Thank you for listening to Prime Sports on KMIH 889 The Bridge, Mercer Island. We'll see you next week.